Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy M. Body Shadix, and will be along in a second. We've got some breaking news into the podcast as LSU has landed its 21st commitment in the 2020 recruiting class, which currently sits at number four in the country behind Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. That commitment is Cole Taylor, tight end out of Colorado, the three-star tight end out of Grand Junction, Central. He is a 6'7", 228-pound tight end. Shay Dixon is with me now to give me, to give us his reaction. Shay, Cole Taylor is somebody LSU has been on a while now. He officially visited back in June, committed to LSU over Penn State, Colorado, Missouri, Washington, and others. What's LSU getting in, in Cole Taylor? Uh, you know, I think this is a really big pickup for them. And, and look, I'll tell you why. They are trying to make this move from a team that for so long used inline blocking tight ends more than anything else. And even when they would sign uh, pass catching tight ends over the years, uh, we didn't always see them heavily relied upon, whether it was um, back in the day, D'Angelo Peterson or through to guys like Deshaun Smith. And uh, now it seems they're really banking a lot on what Stephon Sullivan, a one-time wide receiver, but a six-six guy, can do for them as a mismatch guy, uh, flexed out as a tight end this year. And that's what they're selling these recruits on, and, and that's what Cole Taylor bought into. And uh, as you said, Billy, he's 6'7", 228, and you put on his film, and it's Colorado, so it's not great competition, but you see right away that he's got some athleticism and why he would be considered a pass-catching tight end. I mean, he's playing on the edge at wide receiver. He plays in the slot. He does some inline blocking. He um, you know, flexes out a good bit as a tight end. But they've got him playing defense, faking punts, uh, doing a little bit of it all. And, and like I said, I know you'll watch the film on Huddle and you'll say, well, the competition uh, is the first thing that sort of jumps out. He's way better than everybody else in the field. He's way bigger than everybody else in the field. So perhaps we see a small adjustment period, right, of when he gets – to SEC ball and gets around practice, and, and that's to be expected. I think a handful of kids in each class have to make that sort of jump. So uh, I really like the addition. I think that more so than anything, we're seeing John DeCoster, LSU's tight ends coach, and, uh, and Innsminger and Joe Brady and everyone sort of involved in the passing game really telling these kids, whether it be receivers or tight ends, that, uh, look, you'll see this fall a, a very noticeable difference in the approach to our offense. And, and because of that, I think they've gotten uh, look, a handful of kids to buy in Jermaine Burton and Rakeem Jarrett. In addition to Kayshawn Booty, give you three of the top six or seven receivers in the country. If you're looking at the rankings uh, and now you go out and get a top 10 tight end who, as I said, it is probably more so than anything, a pass catcher. And that's a bit of a change for LSU. So um, even before we know Billy, what this new offense might hold, we're at least seeing some kids who are privy to what the coaches are saying in meetings, what they're watching in practices, and and they're believing enough to buy in. Yeah, and with Taylor now on board, LSU has its first tight end. I think, one, uh, you get size, you get that versatility like you mentioned, and and we'll have to see if you know everything they've been saying this offseason comes true. I believe it does. I think Cole Taylor – right to buy into what LSU was selling at this point. It, is this a situation where you could see LSU being done at tight end? They kind of have this this group of, of tight ends on the roster and H-backs, uh, whether it be Torrey Carter and, and um, you know, uh, 
T.K. McClendon and Ray Parker, and they just kind of have this group that has a bunch of different aspects to it. Do you, do you feel like they might go for another option there? You know, I think you bring up a good point with knowing you have Ray Parker in now, and he's in the 230, so he wants to play tight end. But um, is he a kid that eventually plays some offensive tackle? That's to be determined. And uh, beyond that, you got T.K. McClendon in, who is a JUCO guy, right? So he's only going to have a couple of years uh, everybody else is older. So uh, I think one, for one, Taylor bought in because he's going to have a chance at early playing time. He'll be the the young guy on the roster that will never do anything but play tight end. And I think that bodes well for him. Um, really, the question that will get asked to us both and on the site, it already has been, is, OK, they may not take another tight end like Cole Taylor. But what happens if Darnell Washington or um, Eric Gilbert, you know, some of these five star uh, number one tight end athlete types? Uh, they are saying they're going to take official visits to LSU. Uh, and what happens if they come calling and want in? Well, uh, it goes without saying they'll always find a way to make that happen. And perhaps that means a spot gets taken away from a different position. But uh, the reality becomes is uh, I think you're looking, Billy, at a sort of a, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, right? It, it, they aren't leading for Darnell Washington or Reed Gilbert, despite getting them both to campus and having them around for unofficial visits and being in the mix for official visits. Uh, that's all good and great and, and means you're absolutely grinding. But uh, I think that they felt as the summer was closing down that there was an opportunity to lock Cole Taylor up. Now uh, you do it because you don't know what the future holds with those guys. It's likely they don't go to LSU and uh, you come away, not all that worried about it because you found a guy that you liked back in the summer. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and, and I spoke with Darnell and, and Arik at, at the opening finals, and both are in wait-and-see mode, and, and they can be because they, they really are those, those elite five-star. They're both, uh, I believe, both top 15 overall prospects on 24-7 sports and the 24-7 sports composite. So that's the type of talent at that position that they still at least have a, a shot at. You can get them on campus, see how that official visit goes, and go from there. But I think overall that we're even talking about that just goes to show the type of job that John DeCoster has done over the last year and a half recruiting these tight ends since taking over that position for Steve Ensminger when he was named OC. What I mean... And then Joe Brady comes in and, and has that Saints offense aspect to his recruiting pitch that he can bring in. What has tight end been, recruiting been like this year? Because I feel like we've been writing about it more than just about any position. Yeah, I mean, credit to DeCoster. This was a guy who 
is from Miami. In fact, played high school ball with Joe Brady uh, and John Garcia at 24-7 Sports. A shout-out to uh, a whole crew there. Um, but DeCoster went and played at UL, played on the offensive line, came to LSU and worked uh, as an offensive line assistant. And whenever Insminger moved offensive coordinator, they needed a tight ends coach. And uh, he moved and filled that role. And um, I think he's been real. Look, we saw Foster Moore last year. He credited uh, Insminger, you know, plenty, but said, look, DeCoster really came in and uh, it took over the room. And, and we felt like we had a productive year. And uh, now we're expecting the tight ends to be leaned on heavily. But he went out there and you name it of the tight ends that weren't, you know, already committed somewhere and done deal um, types. Um, Michael Meyer, you know, guys like committed to Notre Dame. That's been that way forever. But uh, Jalen Conyers, the number two tight end in the country was on camp and working. Um, he was after Joe Royer and, and Luke Lachey and Malik Carr has talked about taking an official visit. And uh, you sort of just moved down the list. Connor O'Toole, Caleb Fario committed to Colorado um, Sage Ennis, Cole Taylor, obviously, uh, Clay Caudill, all these kids, Elijah Yelverton are ranked as top 20 tight ends. And all of them made visits to LSU and either worked out for the staff or took an official visit or spent multiple days on campus. And, you know, when you put those sort of options out in front of you, you get a feel for, um, you know, stuff beyond the film. Obviously, if you're working them out in person, you get a good feel for a lot of things, but, uh, just sort of the type of kid they are, how they might fit into the program, get to know their parents. Uh, and that sort of helps you navigate your board a little bit. And and I, I knew, and, and we kind of knew, Billy, coming out of the Cole Taylor visit was that they said, look, this kid is legit size. We like his film. Great kid in person, smart. Uh, there's no reason for us not to want him. And uh, I think we saw them continue to press and, and now it paid off for him. But yes, kudos, kudos to John DeCoster, who I think has been I'd put them up there in the top three or four coaches on the staff in terms of what they were able to do this cycle, just in terms of pure numbers, right? In terms of keeping kids around. And, and ultimately if they tell you to go lay in one tight end, I think you found a good one. Yeah. And, and I saw Cole Taylor at the opening in Dallas. He was there working out at that regional. The, the size just stands out to me. He's pretty good. Uh, you know, agility. He's got a four, six, three shuttle. He's got a pretty solid. Um, and, and somebody that was wanted from across country and you know miami penn state took them on an official visit uh missouri colorado it's this is a really high quality land i think somebody that could end up higher uh, in terms of where he's ranked on could you know will even bolster his stock uh as you look at the tight end room yeah i'm with you i think that this is the type of guy he's cut sort of like a stefan sullivan right and and we see him playing uh primarily receiver in high school which uh, we saw Sullivan doing a lot of. So uh, I am I am thinking that this winds up being a very good land. And as you said, let's see him as a senior. Uh, and he's already a top 10 tight end on the composite. Uh, we could see that tick up. We'll uh, obviously have to see how everyone looks. But uh, for LSU, um, when you're putting yourself trying to finish with a top two or three class, uh, certainly shooting for number one, uh, I think you're really happy about this addition. Yeah, and tight end, it can be a position sometimes that doesn't carry your uh, team, you know, class ranking down, but it certainly doesn't go a long way to helping it. Usually, this is one I think that does. Another big recruit that could certainly bolster LSU's uh, recruiting class ranking will be Jaqueline Roy, the four-star defensive lineman out of Baton Rouge, U High. He's set to announce his commitment on July 26. We'll have full coverage of that on Go 24/7 and 24/7 Sports. If you guys have been following that recruitment, it's been a a little bit of a wild one. LSU's had him committed at one time. Uh, Alabama 
Texas A&M, along with LSU, are now as three finalists. Texas A&M has hosted him for an official visit. Now he's set to announce his his decision. Shay, we'll have it all covered next week, but uh, just kind of a little tease on on how big this could be if LSU can land him. This will be huge. <clears throat> this will be huge. This will be the biggest moment for LSU football recruiting this cycle beyond the Elias Ricks Christmas Day commitment because of where he is, what position he plays, how talented he is, who they're having to beat to get him, uh, him already being committed previously, him being buddies with kids who they're still after and, and currently committed. Uh, for me, it, do- it doesn't get any bigger than this. I, I think this will be uh, arguably the biggest moment of LSU's recruiting cycle if they can pull it off. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and we'll be locked on his announcement, and, and certainly uh, it could be quite the party in Louisiana if they do beat out Alabama and Texas A&M. The 24-7 sports crystal ball is on the Tigers to land Jaqueline Roy uh, next week, and, and we'll be following it all, so keep it locked on the Go 24-7 podcast and Go247.com for the latest. Shay, great time on the pod today. Thanks for catching up. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week's. Uh, if we do indeed have a Jaquel and Roy one coming, uh, I think everyone will enjoy it. Yeah, no question about that. It'll be a, a really nice uh, start to the weekend for everyone on that Friday. So keep it locked on Go 24-7 as we follow that announcement again Friday, July 26th for Jaquel and Roy. Keep it locked on Go 24-7 and 24-7 Sports. Have a great weekend, everybody.